Welcome back to another episode of the Fit Dad Club podcast. My name is Travis Jones. I'm here with Jason Barrett to help you overcome the slump with your fitness, but also help you get to become the best version of you. You know, fitness is a lifetime thing, not a one-time thing or not a 16-week thing or not a 28-day thing. Fitness is something that you do today and you do for the rest of your life. If you put a finite end time on your results or on your fitness, then of course you will lose weight and you'll gain weight. You will lose weight and you'll gain weight and you'll be a constant yo-yo battle that I would say 99% of society falls into. And that's why they're constantly feeling, oh, I'm losing weight. Great. And then they slip into old habits because what they did is they put finite time on a change in behaviors. They didn't change who they were. They didn't, because fundamentally, if you were 10, 20, 30 kilos overweight, you need to fundamentally change who you are as a person. You don't put a Band-Aid on it for 16 weeks. You don't put a Band-Aid on it for 32 weeks and lose 15 kilos and think, oh, I can go back to my old behaviors now and I won't put on the weight. You will 100% put on the weight. You'll put it all back on and then you'll end up exactly where you are um, at the start of the journey again and you'll have to start the journey again. And dieting sucks. (laughs) you know starting from the start Mm -hmm. sucks we don't want to do that over over again so what we do want to do is we want to make sure that you know i I tell most of the guys uh, that i coach you want to diet really hard and fast once and then we want to try and get you to your goal and that once for someone who needs to lose 20 30 kilos could be 20 30 weeks right? You might have to diet hard and fast for 20, 30 weeks straight, right? But then once you have that diet completed, you can reverse diet yourself out of it and then move forward with your life at a maintenance calories or then set a new goal. But if you don't actually commit to changing the way you fundamentally look at food, the way you manage your emotions, that training is a daily thing for the rest of your life, or if not four to five times a week for the rest of your life. It's not like, oh, I'm going to train for 16 weeks and I'm going to give it up. It's like, no, this is who you are now, right? You are becoming a fit dad. You're becoming the best version of you. The best version of you trains like nearly every day, if not every day, right? And it's like, it's, it's actually, it's a black and white decision. I think that's the biggest thing that I can say to people. And then somewhere inside, that 30 weeks or that year, if you've got 50 kilos to lose or whatever it is, people fall into slumps, right? And when you fall into a slump and you stop tracking your food or maybe you stop working out, what happens is a 30-week goal can turn into 50 weeks or 60 weeks or 70 weeks. And that's depending on how long you sit inside that ditch of despair, which is a slump. Right. So we don't want it. We want to try and if we are in a slump, we're in a slump for like an hour. Okay. Or a day or a weekend. Right. But we don't want to try and sit and slide the slump. And, you know, we get punched in the face through an obstacle, something out of our control that we didn't see coming. And then all of a sudden it, it becomes like a domino effect on our habits on every other habit in our life. And then we definitely do default to poor, poor behaviors because the way you used to deal with that was alcohol, food, and, you know, uh, Netflix or porn or whatever it is um, that distracts you. But it definitely wasn't exercise. Because if you did distract yourself when you got punched in the face with exercise before, you wouldn't be 20, 30 kilos overweight. So it's the, the biggest thing is, it's like, okay, well, I haven't learned to deal with emotions properly yet. And that's why you get in a slump. 
you know, with things outside of my control, that means I'm defaulting back to the previous version of me, the older version of me, the one that used food as a crutch, the one who used alcohol as a numbing um, mechanism to deal with things that I didn't like. Um, so what we have to do is one, we have to look at that, the root cause of these things and what's getting us into the slump. But two, that means we're not ready actually to move forward because we still haven't change our identity or what we do on a daily basis to make sure we're keeping this for the rest of our life. I know that was a little bit deep and fast into the podcast today, um, but I think it's, I wanted to get that out there to start with. So anyone who's out there thinking of, you know, am I in a slump? Have I actually changed who I am? Am I trying to put a bandaid over like a, a gunshot wound? Um, that is this 20 kilos that I'm carrying around with me that's slowly killing me each and every single year. Um, it's like, yeah, no, no, we have to change who you are as an individual. And mm. I think that's the biggest thing. It's like you fundamentally who you are as a person needs to change. Yeah. Yeah. And we look, we're not saying that you're not great. You're not wonderful, but nah, you've man. had a woo, series. Woo. Self-love, self-love exactly. for you. Self-love. Woohoo. But you've had a series of habits and a series of decisions that have led you to the point where you are not your best self. Right. I'll put that out there for anyone to say, if you, th if you are carrying extra weight, like a significant amount of extra weight and you think I'm still being my best self, it's, it's just a fucking lie. Like I was chatting to one of my guys the other day who lost, um, he's lost over 25 kilos now, Aaron. And he was like, uh, he's like, I was uh, no wonder my back and my knees and my hips and everything were hurting every day. Cause I was carrying this extra 25 fucking kilos around, right? It's, it, you don't think about it until you've lost it. And you're like, holy shit. I didn't realize how little energy I had, how little vitality and confidence I had when I was in that state, right? Do, do you feel confident to go throw your shirt off at the beach and run around after your kids? Well, no, because you probably can't run around after them for too long. So when it comes to feeling like you're, you know, you're in this space, you're in this slump, you're, you're just down on yourself. It's like, it's number one, recognizing, hey, it's not, it's not like just who you are as a person, like from a genetic level is flawed. The decisions you've made have been poor. You need to change those decisions and you need to change the way you view yourself because you keep seeing yourself as the fat dad. You keep seeing yourself as that guy who oh, drinks heaps of beers and can eat the whole pizza to himself or whatever else it is. You get rid of that shit. You've got to get rid of that identity and you've got to embrace it. As Trav's saying, this is a lifestyle and a lifelong change. If you, see, if you see it as a short-term thing, if you see it as I'm doing this for 16 weeks or to achieve a certain amount of fat loss and then, all right, well, I'll just guess I'll guess just bounce back up again. We're trying to prevent that. We don't want to see the bounce back, right? It's like a broken trampoline. You want to jump on it once, and you want it to go down, and you never want it to come back up again. So we want to, we want to, we want you to be a broken trampoline. We just stay down, right? We don't bounce back up again. Um, but when it comes to a slump, I think one of the key things for a lot of people is they they often don't when things get hectic. And look, we've talked about this before. Life and random randomness has never not happened in life. When randomness does happen, like I've got one of my guys who he's had uh, a role change at work where he's moving into this you know, really big role where he's got to deal with layoffs and staff shortages and all this stuff. And he's doing a uni study and he's taking after kids and kids are going to sport every different weekend. He's, like, he's driving like hours and hours, thousands of kilometers on a weekend because they're all frigging great at sports. So they're all in their, their, their grand finals and everything like that. So they've got to go to everything. It was a hectic couple of weeks, but he made, he drew a line in the sand and he was like, look, from the next couple of weeks, I'm not going to be able to focus on my fitness as hard as I would like. And then as of this weekend, he's like, cool, things have eased up. I'm back into it. And this is the line in the sand. And the, the reason why I bring this one up now is because a lot of people don't make that delineation and they half-ass their fitness while they're really, really busy, while they probably don't have the capacity to do it as well as they would like, which is again, kind of a bit of a myth for a lot of people because it doesn't actually take that much for you to keep on. Like if anything, eat less, 
you don't have to spend as much time prepping meals or chewing food. Oh my God, it's a, you save all this time because you don't have to chew as much food because you're eating less, right? It's a fucking time efficiency hack. But for most people, they kind of half-ass their fitness while other stuff is going on. They're not really committed, but they're in just enough where they feel like, oh, I'm doing this stuff and I'm not really getting the result and oh, I feel like I'm in a slump and it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel like I'm progressing because for a lot of people, it comes back down to progress. It comes back down to if you're not progressing, if you don't feel like you're moving forward. And to be honest, I've had guys who, even though they are moving forward, they're dropping, you know, over like a kilo. He's like 85 kilos. One of my guys dropping a kilo a week and on average and, you know, still absolutely nailing it. But he was just feeling like he was in a slump. I was like, bro, the first thing that I want everyone to know is it's totally fucking natural. It's completely normal to feel like you're in a bit of a slump or a bit of a rut, not just in your health, but in every area of life. You're doing the same thing for long enough. You're going to get to a point where things may be getting a little bit stale, or you might just be in a in a in a bigger, broader emotional sense. There might be other shit going on in your life that's causing you to feel like, oh, just everything's not going well. You're kind of general, making broad generalizations. Maybe work isn't going well. Your relationship isn't where it needs to be, and just like oh, focusing on your fitness just doesn't feel as exciting as it once did. And that's okay. It's okay to embrace the fact that you're not always going to be super excited. And I think this also comes down to people expect to be motivated all the time. It's like, you're not fucking David Goggins, right? You're not going to wake up and be like, oh, who's going to carry the boats? Like, you don't, you're not going to be like that every single day. And to expect yourself to be is just, you're setting yourself up for failure. But it's remembering that you are, it's okay to be in a slump. What's not okay is to let the slump go on and on and on and derail you and take you off course for weeks or months and, and help you rebound back up to where you started from. That's not okay. So as Travel was saying, the first thing we need to do is we want to recognize what caused the slump. Why did we go off course? Is it a deeper emotional thing? Is it an identity thing? You got close to your goal and you started getting nervous like, oh, well, who will I be if I'm not the guy who's always on fat loss? Who will I be if I'm not the guy who's, you know, the big, the big guy? Who will I be when I've got a six pack and I can't say, oh, I, I can't go for that run because I can go for that run or I, oh, I'm not going to go to the gym because I do go to the gym. Like, wh- who am I going to be? Like, th- there's that melting pot of identities where you've got to really take charge and embrace and say, no, this is who I am now. I am a different person. And this person achieves these goals. This person has these things. He has the abs. He has the ability to run more than three kilometers without getting puffed. He has the ability to um, you know, take a shirt off at the beach and feel confident, all of these things. So first step is to identify. But I think for me, the pre-thing is knowing that it's going to happen. You're probably going to feel a slump at some point. You're going to get down in it. We all do. We all experience that. Thank you, Rooster. <laughs> exactly but i think when we look at this exactly the same thing i think like you just said one of your clients um you know said i'm going through a busy period at the moment a b and c and like it's, it's there's a couple of things you have to look at this right you know overall all of us have busy periods and for me i have a minimum standard of 24 minutes of working out every day right mm-hmm. if i'm not busy then i get to do more if i am busy then i get to do 24 minutes which is like just over 1.6 percent of my entire day right my, like i can dedicate 1.6 percent of my total day when i'm busy still to fitness um but for some of us we can't even do that a couple of my guys it's like okay well do like we'll go one of my clients for example He's a principal, he has a lot of things on, he's, he was in a remote area. It's like, okay, well, when you're busy during these next couple of weeks, minimum standard, you're just gonna do five sets of 20 reps, squats, push-ups, sit-ups. So he does 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 squats, and you're just gonna do that every day, every day for the next two weeks. And that's what he focuses on. Now, by shifting his minimum standard, because he has a lot of other stuff on, 
Do you know what he doesn't fall into? A slump. Because do you know what he still feels like? A winner. Winners win. Losers lose. If you don't change your minimum performance then or your minimum standards and then you can't keep hitting your standards then you feel like a loser you feel like a loser for long enough you fall into a slump you fall in like a slump long enough then you just give up altogether so i think it's like it's you you need to do more than just like follow a specific you know general plan what you need to do is have a plan specific for you given your constraints and then adjust that plan when needed so you can still get momentum because an object in motion stays in motion. So if I'm going through a busy period and I can change my minimum standards down if needed, okay, then I can still feel like a winner. I can still gain and have momentum. And then when I get out of my busy period, I can increase my minimum standards again to then keep getting the results. Because slumps happen, I reckon, man. One, it's because people stop doing the work. Like they go on holiday. And I'm like, oh, I'm on holiday. That means like, you know, literally old me jumps out and then overcomes my body. On holidays, we drink 75 bintangs, have 12 burgers a day and lay by a pool. Right? It's like, well, that, well, that's not what the healthiest version of you does. Right? Mm. That's okay to have a couple of bintangs and have a couple of burgers. But even when you're on holiday, like do some fitness stuff. That's what a fit dad does. And if you want to be a fit dad and you want to be a good role model for your kids, then that's what you do. Right? You still are fit. You know, you're not hung over every single day on a holiday. Like, so you do do, you still do the work. It might be slightly less. It might be changing the minimum standards, as we said, but you're still doing the work. So a holiday does cause slumps when you don't plan for the holiday properly. Um, taking too long to get a result causes slumps because you haven't created milestones where you are checking in, am I on track? Okay, over the next four weeks, my goal is to lose a minimum of three kilos and a maximum of five kilos, right? And then we can look at it in four weeks' time. You're not going to get in the slump. Okay, let's look at it. It was four weeks went by. Oh, Jace, I didn't lose the, the minimum three kilos. Well, you trained twice. You tracked three days of food. And like you turned up to one call with me. Oh, well, of course you didn't. So you can't be upset for not getting the results for the work you didn't do. Okay, so it's a very simple conversation. So then we don't fall into a slump. You just get a kick in the fucking ass, mm. right? So, <laughs> but if we if we do do it, if you like, okay, let's look at it. We know that 7,000 calorie deficit equals a kilo of weight loss. Very simple, right? So we need to create, If for us to do this, we need to create a minimum 21,000 calorie deficit over the next four weeks to lose three kilos. So let's aim for a 28,000 calorie deficit over a month's period of time to lose four kilos. You might overshoot, you might undershoot slightly. How will we do that? Let's go, drop the, de drop the uh, calories to this, put the movement to that. Make sure you're eating these foods. Now track every single day, do your workouts, and you'll hit the milestone. If you, and then it's clear, clearly you have to do this as well. If I hit a minimum of three kilos weight loss in the next four weeks, will you be happy? Yes. Okay, so then because now you're, you're acknowledging the fact that you because people get complacent, they get slumpy and they get irritated when results are slow, but they aren't really slow. As Jay said before, you just aren't happy that you aren't your goal yet. and It's taking longer than you fucking like, mm. but you didn't put on the 30 kilos in 16 weeks. So you put it over in 16 years. So if it takes us eight years to lose it, then that's okay. But for you, if you said four kilos is okay in 28 days, then okay, 28 days, you hit four kilos. High five yourself, be fucking grateful that you're still on this journey and yeah, exactly. And 
we now look forward to the next goal. It's as simple as that. So then it's not taking too long. It's taking the exact time that you said it's going to take, except you just want your results now and that's human nature and that's okay. But you have to still be happy that you're on this journey because as I said last week on the podcast, the man will walk further when he enjoys the walk rather than enjoying the destination, mm. right? So you just have to enjoy the fucking walk. And yeah. I think that's the biggest thing you have to understand and understand the checkpoints along the walk as well. Yeah, literally and then, enjoy the walk. Literally enjoy the fucking walk yeah, every day, 10,000 steps. Mm -hmm. But I think the last thing, like there's a couple more, but I think one more thing before I hand it over to you, Jace, I want to say is like people say they, they fall into a slump because of a lack of motivation um and i think this is such bullshit people say to me all the time it's like oh i'm not motivated it's like man like no no one's motivated every single day like absolutely no one i i i don't think anyone out there is motivated every single day like to get up and do the work i definitely am not i do probably 40 percent of my workouts motivated 50 percent. the other 50 percent, i just do them because i said i was going to do them and that's not a motivation thing. I drag my ass. I drag my ass literally through my workouts because it's who I am. And, you know, often motivation comes from a lack of why. So I have to remind myself that. Now, you know, if, if I take you out to the ocean, Jace, mm -hmm. okay, and I hold your head under the water, okay. Is this Perth warm ocean or Tassie's freezing ocean? <laughs> oh, let's even say Perth. Right. Perth, warm, Perth ocean. warm ocean. Yeah. Now... You know, do you think about right now, do you think about breathing as we're talking right now? Do you think about like actually breathing in, breathing out, or are you just thinking about None me to talking you to you? It. No, exactly. You weren't thinking about it, right? If I take you out of the ocean, okay, and you're not even motivated to breathe right now, you're just breathing. Yeah. If I take you out to the ocean, Jace, and I manhandle you, hold your head under the water, and you can't get up. You can't get your head out of the water. That's a very, right? very realistic possibility. Trav could easily. But like, how much will you be thinking about, I need to breathe? It'll be the only fucking thing I'm thinking about. It's the only thing you're thinking about. And how hard will you, you would actually beat me. Yeah. Because your will to want to breathe is probably more plus, than my will to want to breathe. Plus I've done like eight months of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> exactly. You. <laughs> you get me. 100%. You'll get me yeah. in there. You get up. Because your why is so strong that you would fight for that air. Hmm. Like you would fight for me to actually keep going. Hmm. And that, that all it is, is like, all of a sudden, did you become more motivated? Well, no, I just put you in a different scenario, which motivated you, hmm. right? So all I'm saying is you aren't motivated because you haven't put yourself in a scenario that the, the juice is worth the squeeze yet. Hmm. You haven't put out like, guys, if you're lacking motivation, go onto your Facebook, right? I'm a fat shit right now. I'm 20 kilos of weight and I feel like crap. When I wake up, I don't have energy. I don't feel like a role model to my kids and I don't feel like I am confident at the moment. But, there's a big but right now. But over the next eight weeks, 20 weeks, 26 weeks, I'm gonna get up every single day. I'm gonna work out. I'm gonna eat, follow my nutrition. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And if you see me not doing any of this, slap the beer out of my hand, slap the burger out of my hand. If you don't see me post a workout every single day, I, was like, I don't want to post a workout. Well, fuck, do it for accountability. Do it. Like, do you want, like that is public motivation and public accountability, hmm. right? Like this, this will all of a sudden, because then you don't want to look like, because it's easy for you to say to yourself, oh, I don't want to work out today. But if you told everyone else you're going to work out today, and they're waiting to see if you worked out. 
Even if they're waiting to see if he worked out, it's like, I knew he wouldn't work out. Either way, you're going to prove the haters are wrong and you're going to prove the people that follow you and love you right, right? So it's like, you, you, it's like that public accountability will force action. Like it is for me, right? With this every single day, right? The project, it, it's forcing me to do shit I don't want to do because like there's no way I'm not hitting a five-point day. That's just not who I am in a public eye, mm. right? So it's forcing me to do the work, right? So, okay, will that motivate you enough? Okay, well, or will every time you don't work out, you have to pay $20 to um, a charity, right? Oh, okay, well, I go to work out seven days a week because I don't have $140 a week. I'd have to get a part-time job just to pay the bill of me not working out. Okay, that's a strong enough why, mm. right? Like, I, whatever it is, you need to get a why so strong that forces momentum to push you forward to stop being a little bitch, essentially, because... When I say little bitch, it's like, oh, it's too cold today. I don't want to work out. Oh, I didn't have enough sleep today. I want to press snooze. Oh, it's been a tough week. I need an extra beer. It's like, that's little bitch version of you. The justifying, complaining, and blaming, right? And like, again, one of my, my teachers, man, like he, he's a principal, sorry. He was like, I was, he was like, oh, I've got so much on. It's like, man, did you did you go to school did you work yourself up and did you move to like a remote community right i mean him talk about this he's like yes i was like so it's hard he's like yes i'm like but did you do did you choose this hard or did someone force you to move to a remote community become a principal and try and lose weight and look after your kids did someone force you to do this he's like no i'm like so you chose this hard he's like yes i'm like so because you chose this hard you don't get to complain about this hard because you chose it, right? This was a, a self-choice, right? So he's like, yes. I was like, then mate, I don't want to hear your complaints. And me and him, we, we was like, you know, for him, he's got two young kids. I was like, dude, I don't want to hear that you're tired. You're like, you're always going to be tired. Like you literally are. There's not going to be a day you're not going to be tired until your kids are a little bit older because you're trying to do so much. So I don't want to hear that you're tired because you know, I didn't work out today because I'm tired. It's like, you're going to be tired either way. So you may as well work out. So we talk about it. It's like, you chose this hard because now all of a sudden I own it. I own this situation because I put myself into this situation, whether it's good or bad, right? And because I can own it, I can deal with it. And I don't make excuses about it. And because I chose it and I don't complain about it because no one gives a fuck about your complaints, you can move forward. I think that's a big thing. It's like, you know, owning your shit, having a strong why, and if you don't feel like you have enough motivation, like look at your kids or make a public declaration or do something to make that why really, really strong. And that in itself can also push you out of a slump. 100%, man. I think people rely on motivation. Like Zig Ziglar said, motivation's like a bath. We recommend it daily. It's, it's fickle, <laughs> right? It, it wanes. It's it not something that like, I mean, I get motivated usually after a workout because I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I did, I did the thing. The, the good emotion usually comes after you do the hard thing. And we, as dads, we want to get better at just doing hard shit, right? Not necessarily always for the sake of it, but yeah, sometimes you just want to do hard shit, do shit that is hard and challenging. Yesterday, I did uh, one of Trav's 20-minute uh, dad bod workouts. I did it in like 27 minutes because I fucked it up and I did one of the exercises <laughs> twice. Um, but the, the one of them, the, there's one exercise in there. The rest of it was fine, but there was burpees. I fucking hate burpees. Do you know what I did? I did the burpees anyway. I did even even when I got to the point where I had to do fucking stepping burpees with a little hop because I couldn't jump my feet in and out anymore because they were that exhausted. Um, still did it. 
right? And I was like, yeah. And I was in my internal monologue was like, fuck, this is hard. But afterwards, I was like, yes, I did the hard thing. Tick the box. Exactly. Feel really fucking motivated for doing the hard thing, right? And that's Trav saying, if you don't have a big, powerful reason why and you're doing it just because, oh, my, I'm doing this workout because my coach assigned it to me to do rather than I chose to go on this body transformation and this is what is required of me in order to get there. This is the requirement. This is the minimum standard that I'm expected to give in order to get the result that I said that I want. You either have to own that you said that you want it or you've got to say, you know what? I actually just don't want it that bad, right? And then that becomes a conversation of, oh, well, do we need to pull on some levers to say, hey, you should want it more than this because have you considered- If, if, if you're happy for your kids to look up to me more than they look up to you, I'm happy with that as well. Yeah, fine. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but I said that to one of my guys the other day. He's like, he actually, man, like seriously, I was like, dude, like if you don't get fit, your kids are going to look for other healthy fit role models hmm. and it's not going to be you. They'll look to other dads, right? To be, if they want to be healthy and fit, they'll look to other dads as a role model. Hmm. So I'm happy to be your kid's role model if you aren't happy to be their role model. And he was like, he's quiet. He told me to go fuck myself because um, <laughs> we have that relationship. Yeah. And I was like, dude, remember, I'm not always going to tell you the things. I'm not here to fluff your fucking pillow. Hmm. I'm here to hold a mirror up to your face. And then he went away and he like told one of his friends what I said to him. He's like, he goes, did you hang up on the guy? He's like, no, he was trying to tell me the truth that no one else will tell me. And that lit a fucking fire under my ass because no other dad is going to be a role model to my fucking kids, mm. right? And it's like, he's got after it and he's made his bright line decisions again. And it's like, I, I think sometimes everyone's too afraid to tell you the truth. Your wife is too afraid to tell you the truth because you're going to be a sook. You know, if you're 20, 30 kilos overweight, like your wife should tell you. She, no, she doesn't mean she's not going to love you, hmm. but she should tell you. It's like, Jay, it's like, you've got to do something, hmm. right? I would hope the liver says, like, man, you've got to do something. You're not, you're not as energized as you used to be. You're not playing these, with the kids the way that, you, you know, you want to play with the kids. Like, but everyone's too afraid to tell their friends the truth because we're friends. When in reality, a true friend was like, dude, you're, you're being a fat shit right now. Like, get, get to work. And you know what? So am I. So let's do it together. Like, that's, that's what a, a real friend would do, mm -hmm. right? Like, I, I think we, we need to hold those mirrors up to each other. And if we did that in society, and I, all, everything I say is from a place of love. I want people to be energetic. I want people to be strong. I want them to be healthy. I want them to be role models for their kids. Because if we can create generational wealth at the moment, obesity and the overweight epidemic continues to climb by the percentages every single couple of years. Like we're, we're going crazy at the moment and we're only getting worse, right? The convenience of food is getting easier. The convenience of shit food is getting easier. The consumption of calories is going higher. The lack of exercise of our youth is going down, like it is going up. So they're doing less and less work. So, and all of a sudden they don't have as many fit and healthy role models. So then they don't become fit and healthy. Like kids do what we do, not do what we say. So if I can, if I, I say it out of love because I want you to create a generational health so your kids can be healthy. I, I, like, and it's truly out of love. You're like, if you think like this guy's pretty direct, he swears at me. It's like, yeah, I swear it because something needs to sometimes shock you into creating action and moving you forward. I think that is, is like if you can like take your ego out of this podcast, like you're listening to me, I'm going to take, take my ego out. I'm going to have humility as I'm listening to this man talk to me and, and go, what 
if there was any truth in what he's saying, what would that truth be? And if you could ask yourself that question, it's like, yeah, maybe there is some truth. Maybe like I'm not being the dad that I want to be to my children. Hmm. Okay. And how am I not being that dad? And what do I need to do to be that dad? And man, like that's a big why as well. Hmm. Yeah. 100%. I fucking, I love that. That was good. Really, really good. I like that stuff. It's, it, it is exactly that. Like, do you want someone else stepping in to be that person for your kids? And that's the level that you might have to go to if you've been living, like you've had 30 <laughs> years of momentum of thinking you're just, uh, just getting by, probably knowing deep down you're not doing all you could be doing, but just getting by. And the problem is we come up here and it's like, yeah, we hold up that mirror and it's like, have you been doing your best work? Like, the reason why people get emotional, angry, and even sometimes on the um, on like the ads that we run and stuff like that, and the posts that we put up, oh yeah, this guy must not love his kids and spends all his time in the gym or whatever and all that stuff. All of that stuff comes from a place of projection. We're projecting our own insecurities out. And whenever you feel one of those emotional responses, or for lack of a better word, triggered by anything that's said on the podcast or that you see, that is a sign not for you to look outward. Like a lot of people do these days, like, oh, I'm triggered. So it's everyone else's problem and everyone else needs to handle it and stop saying the things that are, that are mean to me. Um, yeah. First of all, the word trigger has been fucking taken way out of context. It's like, oh, you know, you don't have, you're not, you're not, you weren't in Vietnam and, and World War II. You don't have PTSD. Yeah, right. Like you the sound, don't. it's like, um, I was only 19. It's like the sound of the Channel 7 chopper doesn't, you know, cause you flashbacks, right? Like that's, no, you just, you get upset when people say the only flash. The only flash I have, have is Yogi Bear and he didn't wear any fucking pants <laughs> when I was trying to put me to sleep. <laughs> so I remember Fat, fat Cat and Yogi used to be on the TV at 7.30 at oh, night yeah. and they're like just, trying to put you to sleep. It's like, where's your pants, man? No, exactly. What's the pants on? He's doing the Winnie the Pooh. He's just, just got the shirt, exactly. the, the vest, right? And he's got, he's got exactly. the fluff down there. Um, but uh, that's that's just, the only thing you have. Yeah. If you have a big bear coming at you with no pants in the wilderness, it's like that's the only time I'll let you have PTSD if you haven't been in like, that area. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%, man. Like, it's, it's, it's a very, um, like, you don't, you're not triggered. You're just, you're go you've had an emotional response because something has brought up something within you that you have either refused to deal with or that you haven't dealt with yet that you weren't aware of, but then it comes up. When it comes up, that's the time for reflection. And this is a big reason why we talk about meditation and mindfulness and taking space for yourself on this podcast. It's not some woo-woo shit, right? It's giving, if you don't have the ability to give yourself space, like mental space and physical space to process your own emotional shit, it comes out in a number of different ways. You lash out at loved ones, right? You get defensive. One of the biggest things that I've learned is that I can be a bit defensive when it comes to uh, not making my wife happy. Right? If I do something that lets her down or whatever, that, that's something that within me, it's like I feel like shit when that happens and my natural response is to lash out and to kind of get defensive and go, oh, no, no, you know, I didn't let you down because of this and I was doing this and I come up with the excuses. But I'm aware enough of that to go, hey, look, I'm sorry. My, my, like what I'm working on this year personally is to be less defensive. So when you feel, it's not that you're feeling like you're, it's not that you're actually being attacked. You just get defensive over very valid uh, criticism yes. and points. I'm exactly the same. Yeah. Like my goal is for Liv to be happy, right? And I try and do things to make her happy and provide and, and she works really hard as well. Like I'm not, a, I'm not the worker, like we both work. But when I do things like last night, I put it like put time together to put a video together, got a bunch of videos for, of her. And like, I was like, oh, did you see the reel I posted tonight? And it's like, yeah, I didn't like it. And I was like, I was like, but that was for you. It was like Valentine's Day. And I was like, this is for you. And she like, she's like, well, did you do it for your Instagram or was it for me? 
And I was like, no, it was for you. It's like, she's like, it made me seem like I, all I did is sit at home and you do all the work and I just look after the kids. And that's not what I do. And like, I got frustrated because I was expecting, I had an expectation. Mm. I had an expectation that she was going to like the thing that I did for her. Now, what happened in this situation, Jace? Liv has her issues, which is a lot, which is like, she externally people think she does the books right yeah. it, people around us like where that we live and all the rest of it so the value that she thinks people place on her is low so then she has that issue coming into this play and then i have a need for validation that's my issue and mainly just a, a, a validation from her mm. so we had two issues with each other <laughs> clashing at the same time yeah. and like and like I got frustrated and then I was like, no, this is why I did it. You know, personally, I never think anything less of you. But when you did this and when you didn't act the way I wanted you to act or I expected you to, that made me feel like, I feel less than, mm. right? And I don't, I didn't appreciate that because I put time and effort into this. And she's and they're like, but this, this comes down to communication, Jace, mm. right? It's, you have to go, what are my issues? Okay, why did that actually, like, where did that come from? And then you have to stop arguing with your partner because it wasn't really an argument. It was just like, uh, fuck you. Mm. Um, you, didn't, you didn't act like the way I wanted you to act. But like, you know, I said like, this is what I felt. And she's like, well, this is what I felt. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I am like, I don't need to have validation from you. But when I go out of my way to try and do something that, you, that I think you would like, I don't want you to feel held back by your issues and, and vice versa. And then we diffuse the situation and we move forward. But the, the, the thing is, if I hadn't done work on myself, I wouldn't be at that point to be able to reflect. And I wouldn't be at that point to not continue to escalate a situation and then it causes an actual fight, right? I, I think that's what you, what you were saying is, Jace, is like, most most of us in our heads because we like a lot of people don't take the time to meditate meditate or journal or do some form of personal development inside your head along the time is like you know homer simpson and there's that monkey just like <laughs> banging, banging the symbols in the head <laughs> and, it's like, and all of a sudden you're just like impulse impulse like using impulse to um choose the words in the situation mm. and you're not going well why did i choose that word <laughs> or why did i act like that and for everyone, not only in your communication with your partner, but you need to, you meditate, you journal and you reflect because you want to become better. And like for me, I want to become better for her. Just like you, Jace, you want to become better for your partner. Everyone wants to be, you're with your partner so you can grow together, not grow apart, right? Mm. Like th that's the, the goal of a marriage is to grow together and grow apart, not grow apart. Some people do grow apart. I understand that. But the goal is to obviously grow together. Mm. Um, so with this, you need to reflect, you need to journal, you need to act and go, what, why, what's triggering me? Why is this triggering me? But this is exactly the same thing you do with your slumps. This is exactly the same thing you do with nutrition. Why did I do this? Journal around it. What's causing me to feel like this? Why did I eat that food? You know, and I think the more we can actually reflect, the more we can move forward for a long lasting change. Mm. Yeah, and that's because that, you're not triggered. Yeah, exactly. You're not. You're not really triggered. There's just there's there's stuff going on, and that space is relevant. And look, 
um, Trav and I have both been in the personal development space for a long time, like uh, worked for personal development companies, teaching life coaching, doing that kind of stuff for a long time. So, um, and my wife is also, you know, her, in her um, past life was also doing um, like empowerment and life coaching for people as well. So we're very lucky in that we get to have those conversations and, and Liv has been in that space too. So we've all had been around that personal development stuff for a while. So there, there's a level of self-awareness and also a lack of judgment for the other person and knowing we're not out here sitting there trying to push a button specifically like, oh, I want to piss this guy off. It's like, we might, but only in the context of we want you to actually get a fire under your ass and stop being this lethargic person who just has no passion for anything, right? And no passion for getting any change and in making any difference in their life because they've tried it too many times and it just doesn't work for me or whatever, whatever the woe is me story that we've told. Because it's a lot easier to tell us ourselves the story of, it doesn't work for me. It's too hard. My body type is is uh, is just too different. I took a quiz online and it said that I was just an obese body type. So therefore, nothing's going to work for me unless I only eat vegetables and I don't like carrots, so I can't do it. No, it's bollocks, right? It's just it's an easy deflection to not have to deal with the real stuff. And you will always be better off by sitting with that, facing it, doing something different. And being willing to reflect and say, oh, this is why I felt this way. This is why I felt this way listening to the podcast. This is why I got into this slump. This is why I've been feeling you know, low lately. A lot of people, they, they think it's the health and fitness that's, oh, I'm in a bit of a slump with my health and fitness. No, it's probably some other fucking area of your life that you're neglecting. That you're not willing to really deal with. And so as a result, you're kind of projecting it on your fitness. I think it's, it's something clear. Like, again, if we go back to like, you know, we're being very direct today. Now, if you, choose, if you feel like a negative emotion has arisen, now, this is something you have to listen to. I can't make you feel an emotion. Mm. You were choosing an emotion based on my words. My words don't make you feel anything. You make you feel something based upon what I'm saying. Someone else is listening to this podcast right now and nodding their head, not feeling any negative emotion right now. They're actually feeling quite proud of themselves that they are doing the work and they understand and they're educating and they're journaling and they're creating space for themselves. They're not making excuses. They're feeling proud, okay? They aren't feeling like uh, frustrated or they aren't feeling anger towards me or animosity or I'm a dick. All they're doing is they're feeling good. Now, what is the difference between them and you? And I think that's just what you have to mm -hmm. ask yourself. Because if two different people can listen to the same podcast and feel a different emotion, what's the difference between the people? Because it's not what I'm saying, it's what you're feeling. And I think that's a big thing you've got to reflect on mm. if you have the time to reflect on it, which most people should. Yeah, exactly. If you're listening to this podcast, you've got the time, right? You've, you've got the space to, after it's finished, before you jump into another podcast or before you do something else, just take 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 the time while you're on your drive. I find that I listen to the radio and I listen to stuff like I'll sometimes I'll listen to podcasts in the car a lot, but if I don't have one to listen to, I'll just drive in silence and just kind of contemplate and think and just have that space and that almost that white noise going to to just give myself some mental space. I find um there's there's uh there was a podcast I listened to it was one of Hamish's uh, podcasts, How Other Dads Dad, which is a really good one if you're um you know wanting to you know just learn about being a dad and getting better at being a dad, all that stuff. Um, where one of the guys like, 
uh, he lives on near the beach and he's like before he comes home from work even though there's the idea of you want to get home as soon as possible so you know for a lot of traditional setups where you know the man goes off to work and the woman's at home looking after the kids you want to give her a break right so she can go to the bathroom without the kids knocking on the door and you know just have a bit of space um he's like in order for me to do that after work he's like my wife knows that i go to the beach i spend 10 minutes 5 10 minutes at the beach um just lying on the sand or putting my feet in the water with my eyes closed just looking up at the sky and then i go off and then i'm able to be the most present and best dad that i can be in that time um so you've got to have that conversation with yourself and go well what do i need to do if i'm finding myself just kind of rushing from point a to point b to point c it's like you've got to take that time and say well what would allow me to be able to show up as the best version of myself what would allow me to give me that space and it might be after work you take five minutes in the car right before like before you do before you get home or if you're catching public transport or whatever you just put your headphones on and just kind of sit there and decompress from the day allow stuff to come up it's just going to make you a much more aware person when you can um be aware of your your own emotions and it can often be for guys up to 24 hours after an event happens um there's this was uh maggie maggie dent was talking about this when she was discussing like the different brains in terms of men and women men will when they feel an acute like negative emotion or something they'll immediately go into their physical space so you know they'll they'll want to move something push something shove something right kick something and do like that that immediate like anger almost that comes out from an uh, from a response it's physical and it can take up to 24 hours after that sort of physical response. You've got to get, and you've got to get through that, which is why if you don't have a form of physical training or physical movement, which is why contact sports are great for men because you get to get a lot of that stuff out of your system. Um, you know, whether it's like tackling or fucking jujitsu or whatever, like to contact sports and team sports and that kind of stuff where you get to be a little bit rough. Like you need some of that. If it's not that, then it's the gym throwing a fucking medicine ball or a slam ball around like that real physical nature of getting energy out is very important for us to help deal with our emotions. So if you don't have that, you are from all, for all intents and purposes, being a less emotionally available and less emotionally aware person. So if you are struggling to connect with your emotions, think about what your physicality is like. How physical are you being on a daily basis? How much are you? Because using that really helps stimulate the emotional centers for a lot of guys as well. So again, when you're in those slumps, whether it's in any other area of life or whether it's in your fitness, the movement and emotion Emotion is created by emotion. The more you can move, the more you can then better access your emotions. And it's just especially true for men. So um, when it does come to to slumps, right, we talked a lot about all the different areas, but the biggest one for us is, is you've got to work on your consistent mindset and know what a slump really is for you and how you can overcome it or get through it or just know that it's finite and it's temporary. And guess what? You can feel like you're in a slump, but no one outside might know because you're still doing the fucking work. 100% man I completely agree I think also like to get out of a slump you know like I said or like there's public accountability if you want it or a coach or something similar but also like it's drawing a line in the sand and, and creating some personal accountability where you, you can write a contract to yourself right I start on this date doing this thing and I won't stop until I uh, have this or achieve this or I'm going to do this thing for the next 28 days sign it like sign your name like make a contract with yourself, put it on the fridge. It's like, I'm going to follow my nutrition for the next 28 days and track my food every single day. I won't deviate from my plan for 28 days. And then put a reward and a consequence signed, right? It sits on the fridge. Every time you walk to the fridge, you see a contract. Like you signed a contract with yourself, right? I think personal accountability in that way, like when we sign contracts, you know, it's, you know, we sign it for a reason. 
but it's like you're creating a commitment. A contract is a commitment. And it's not just saying something, but it's putting down something down on paper, words with your signature. Like your, your words should mean something to you. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, I think that also adds another element of um, bright line and keeping it focused. And if you're struggling with the flexibility around nutrition, because I'm flexible dieting, like make even brighter lines. It's like, I'm going to eat these two different breakfasts, two different lunches and two different dinners for the next like 28 days, right? And like, that's okay. Oh, that sounds a bit rough. Well, you know, do you need to do that? Because you have too much decision fatigue because you're trying a flexible diet and there's too many things to do. Uh, like maybe you just need to get some really good momentum again. So we need to make it simpler. Hmm. And simple is sometimes better to gain momentum. And then once you've got momentum again, well, you're out of the slump, right? So then you can add flexibility back into your life. So there's all these different little tricks that you can do. You know, you, you can message a friend every single day like just get a personal accountability with a friend, like one-on-one, go, I'm going to text you every single day that I hit 10,000 steps, that I, I track my nutrition, I hit my diet, and that I trained, right? And I will, I will send you a message, um, you know, with a tick next to each of those things. And every day for the next 21 days, I want it, you, can you please keep me accountable? You can do that. That can be accountability enough to get you into momentum and out of the slump. I think we sometimes, like we need, we need a lever, right? Big enough. What is, what is a lever big enough to move you forward? I think that's what we have to understand. Some people like only need a little lever. Some people need a big fuck off lever, right? So it's like, how much of a slump are you in? And how much of a lever do you need to move you out of where you're currently in? Like if you're currently feeling like a, a bit of a loser and you can't move forward and you've tried to start something 55 times and you keep failing, you need a bigger lever, right? If you've just dropped into a slump for a couple of days and you feel a bit unmotivated, and you need a bit of a kick up the ass, then your lever needs to be smaller, and that's okay as well. So your what what you're trying to achieve needs to have a lever appropriate to the slump that you're in. And again, that is all personal. It's not uh, and, and individualized to where you're at the moment. I think then what we just look at is we understand mindset, right? We have to you know we have to do the work. You know who do you want to be, and you know what do they do, right? It's like. I want to be like, you know, the fittest dad on my block. Oh, why? Because I guess that person would be highly energetic. And it's not, I don't think it's even an ego-based thing, Jace. If like, mm. if you create an identity, fittest dad on my block or whatever it is, right? Whatever that means to you. Mm. Um, but it, it, it's not, it, it's not, I want to be the biggest fittest dad because I want the ego of wearing the, the fittest dad hat. Like there's no such thing. But it's like, well, if I, there's an identity of the fittest dad on the block, then what would the fittest dad do? Okay. And then I just need to do that. And I want to do that daily. And I might not even be the fittest dad right now, but I will become the fittest dad by doing the work on a daily basis because that's what the fittest dad does. Hmm. Right. And I think all, all we're trying to do is we're trying to look at mindset levers and actual physical you know, levers that are going to move us forward and getting us out of the slump and becoming the best version of ourselves. So you do the work, who do they, who do you want to be and what do they do? And then you just do that. And I think that is the biggest thing. And you know, like if you don't feel like training, like drive anyway, drive to the gym. I don't feel like training today. Well, in your schedule, did you have training? Yes. Then drive to the gym and just sit there. Like do not break the habit of going to the gym. And if you're sitting there for 45 minutes and you're not training, it's like, trust me, we'll do something. Might just get a couple of curls in, but you're still going into the physical activity and the habit of training because you went to the gym. 
get a training buddy, get a coach, create a minimal effort, like we said, tell your inner bitch to just shut up and get on with it. Like there's all these little things you can do that can lever you forward, except you just need to go, you know, if all we have is a hammer, then everything is a nail, okay? But it's having multiple tools in your tool belt so you can use the right tool at the right time for your individualized problem. I think that's a big thing that every single one of us, me included, are trying to learn and have to be humble enough that I don't know everything, okay? And someone else may help me with this problem um, that I'm currently facing because we need to have humility to move forward and to learn and to progress in life. And I think we need to all engage you know, that humility or the humble side of us is just that little bit more. Mm, yeah, agreed. Nothing further to add from me. I think that's a pretty good place to sum it up in my opinion. Awesome. Sweet. Well, that's how you get out of a slump, guys. Yeah, done. <laughs> slump it out. Um, but yeah, if you are looking to get out of a slump and you feel like you need a bit more accountability, a bit more help, head to fit-dad.club and book in a call. We'll have a chat about where you are right now and how we can help you get to where you want to be. If you want one of uh, one of us kicking you up the ass to make sure that you make it happen, uh, there's nothing better than having the, uh, the Fit Dad Club behind you and having a group of guys to support you, guys who are going through the same stuff as you are. Because I think a big one as well is shared experience. Knowing that other people are going Going through the same sort of stuff as you are other people experience slums and yes it is totally normal what's not normal is to let it, it keep you back from your goals definitely it's not normal just to sit there for like a decade in a slump hmm. right like you know <laughs> common humanity well unfortunately that is normal um but we don't want it to be the norm we hmm. want the norm to actually shift to being i want to express what i'm going through and i need help and as men we often don't want to ask for help um for because of our ego right but if you, if you haven't gotten the result you want to get in the last 12 months, why are you, you you're wasting time? Mm. You're wasting years from being the best version of you. So get help to get to the best version of you as fast as you possibly can because that means you're going to get to the best version of you as fast as you possibly can, which means the next couple of years will be the best couple of years. And I think like, if I feel like crap, like I've hired personal trainers to give me accountability in the past. Like I've hired, I'll, I'll pay someone to help me get out of any type of slump I'm feeling with. And sometimes it's just that shove in the ass. I know what to do, but sometimes it's just the shove in the ass I needed like just to pay some money to get me moving forward. And like that's, that's sometimes how I get out of a slump personally. So we all have different ways, guys. But it's understanding that you need to be humble enough to know that you don't have all the excuse, all the uh, solutions and then sometimes you might need help and that's what we're here for so rate the podcast or review it share with someone book in for a call at fit-dad.club and come back next week where we have another episode where maybe i'm yelling at you a little bit less um not likely. Fit Dad Club come back for the come, <laughs> come back for the uh for the yelling <laughs> exactly see you guys Latest. peace out